Broadcasting live from Philadelphia, this is Tap Tap Concede. Welcome everybody to Tap Tap Concede. My name is Graham. Joining me is James. Hello. Ben. Hi. And Wheeler. Thank you for having me, Graham. It's great to be here. And of course, uh, Paul is running tech for our remote MagicCon Philadelphia episode. I didn't know if he was going to weigh in or not. Uh, <laughs> a reminder before we start, the show is brought to you by uh, our good friends at Card Kingdom. Please check out cardkingdom.com slash LRR for all of your paper card needs. Let them know that we sent you and uh, you'll get a little one-inch button, which uh, I believe still says a pox upon the auto tapper, which we managed to avoid this weekend by being in a place to play paper magic again for the first time in ages, at least for me. Uh, and of course, this show and everything we do is brought to you by you and your kind support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash loading ready run. So yeah, today's episode is going to be um, looking at Magic on Philly. Um, we talked a little bit about Vegas after James came back, but James was the only one who was there. Mm-hmm. And so we had we had James and then a bunch of people on the internet who like weren't thrilled about it. <laughs> But then there was people who were actually went there who thought that it was pretty all right, but maybe could use some improvement. And it seems like a lot of that improvement happened at at Philly. Um, before we get into it, want to open with a disclaimer, of course, because uh, we're we're gonna have a unique experience and a unique perspective on this, unavoidably, just by the nature of of what what our time over the weekend was like uh none of us personally paid to go um a little bit of the cost was covered by loading ready run most of it was covered by wizards you know we were guests of the show um you know we got to enter events uh for free as part of like being there and doing the thing and hanging around with folks and we you know we got to see content creator friends that we hadn't seen in ages and we got to spend all weekend um, saying hi to all of you in the community and like signing things and you know taking pictures and which is wonderful and uh, it was kind of funny whenever someone was like hey would it be all right if maybe you could sign a thing and we're like yes that's literally that's why we're here we're we want to do that um, so you know we we were treated very well and it didn't personally cost us money so bear that in mind <laughs> when we talk about this because you know we have some some maybe some things that could be improved or whatever but uh you know everything's going to be sort of through that lens that uh there's some stuff that we just wouldn't have experienced right like um apparently signing up for the on-demand events was like maybe a little irritating for some people i have no experience of doing that because of how our how the things were handled for us so as an example there you go um yeah how was it (laughs) (laughs) i had fun i I had fun yeah 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 Yeah. i mean i i think the 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 toughest part for me was that it's a it's a heck of a journey for us to get there (laughs) oh my god all day thursday was just gone yeah Yeah, when when you're traveling west to east it's rough it's it's pretty hard so i went out um a day earlier than these three because uh, I was helping out with the game nights uh, live thing again, uh, but we had the exact same flights, so we went Victoria to Vancouver, Vancouver Toronto, Toronto to Philadelphia, and I think and your Toronto Philadelphia flight also, also got delayed, got delayed like yeah. ours did, yeah, yeah. So I think I drove. I, I wound up at the hotel at like ten forty five on Wednesday night. It's almost after exactly a, what it was for yeah, us. Yeah, after a very long day. 
Um, and uh, uh, but I mean, other than that short delay, um, it was a pretty uneventful travel, which was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I got good, good, good plane seats. No, no complaints there. Uh, nobody was a gigantic dick, which is always nice. Um, and yeah, so that was. That, I mean, it was chill, chill, chill day. Not complaining. Yeah, even if you factor in the three-hour time difference. Yes. So it's like, say it felt like we arrived at the hotel at 7.45. Sure, yeah. Right, felt like that. We still got up at four. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Still got up super early. So still had like... to kind of go to bed reasonably quickly after arriving because obviously we, we had to be up for the convention the next day. Right. And I, I don't think my body at all got used to that change because no. I was pretty much consistently awake until almost 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. most nights because that's about what time I fall asleep here, which is like 11 is generally when I get to sleep in Victoria. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> that was uh, that was the thing. But eh, it we you know, we made it work. It worked out <laughs> nice that you arrived early, too, because you were able to grab like our badges and stuff like that. Yep. So we didn't have to do, which is my one of my least favorite things about going to con, which is getting in super late and then like trying to stand in like will call or find the yeah, person yeah, yeah, that's yeah. like grabbing our tickets and stuff and yeah. uh yeah so that that was a nice little part of it yeah yeah uh and then yeah i mean my thursday was just while you guys were traveling i was just sitting around as part of the uh um the game night stuff and here he goes being, yeah here we go <laughs> he would not stop talking about yeah. how he was on game yeah. night stuff the yeah. second james turner can discard victoria <laughs> yeah oh i'm an la guy now i get to yeah. i get to rummage i drew yeah i'm gonna discard loading ready run and pick up uh game nights but yeah uh-huh. so that was that was fun it was a good good uh good to be a part of that again those guys are those guys are great and that show is fantastic um mm-hmm. i really can't speak highly enough about it if you get to yourself to another one of these for the rest of the year go see game nights live it's a lot of fun and that um, wasn't um streamed but there will be a no, lot of it there will be a VOD, yeah so, and that was on the the friday night yeah uh, that was friday friday afternoon like one yeah it was yeah. at 3 p 3 p.m i think they went yeah, yeah i think mm-hmm. the show started at 3 p.m on friday we got given basically a, a list of like, hey, what um, we want you to enter some events uh, so yeah. that, you know, that you're like playing in the events. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what would you like to choose from? And one of them was a was an infinity draft on Friday at two. And I was like, hell yes, because I've only done the one infinity draft that we did on Friday night paper fight. I didn't didn't get to do the PPR. So I was like, absolutely. I want to do I want to do that. So that was all happening during game nights live. So I didn't get to see it. Yeah. Um, it was that, for Wheeler and I, we were doing the Dominaria remastered. At the same yeah. Time. yeah. That was super fun though. Cause um, uh, Mike Turian who works at wizards uh, was also like, yeah, let's play some infinity. So he was in that, in that, in that event. Um, uh, Leia who used to work at wizards, who I mentioned before as doing um, art descriptions for like jumpstart and stuff uh, was also there in that event. Um, and uh, got to do some very, very silly stuff. It's definitely because we, we talked about this at the PPR that there are certain cards in Infinity that were written more in mind with playing them at events than in a situation like the Loading Radio PPR. Studio. <laughs> yeah. So the, the, most, the most notable one, I think, was Super Duper Lost, which is the one with uh, Fibblethip. So it's a, it, you, it's, you tuck a creature, it's four and a blue instant, you tuck a creature, um, 
just beneath the top X cards of that library where X is the number of doors you can see from your seat. Oh, right. Yeah. And the <laughs> the back wall of the convention hall was just this like beige, featureless beige thing. And then I noticed that there's actually it's riddled with doors. They're just also <laughs> painted beige. And so he was like, all right, so was that like five? And I was like, hold up. That's two doors there. Just spinning around in my whole seat. And I was like, 20. <laughs> so so limited. Like, that's like just, further than halfway through. Yeah. It was the bottom of his deck. Yeah. It's like, okay, cool. Uh, I also, uh, I, I phoned someone afterwards was like, surely you could have used like Discord calling for this. And I should have thought about that. Yeah, definitely. That would have been a smart idea. But no, I just phoned Kathleen long distance twice because I got oh, a phone, phone a friend. friend? Then my yeah. first pick was phone a friend. And I was like, absolutely, yes. <laughs> and uh, that happened twice. Um, she picked uh, C, which is take an extra turn, and D, which is draw seven cards. Um, so, yeah, I... <laughs> incurred I, some long distance charges <laughs> yeah i incurred some long distance charges but i won those games so even so yeah that's exactly. just value that's just exactly. value yeah yeah well in the in the take an extra turn realm uh so we were in dominary i was in two dominaria remastered right seals this weekend yeah, yeah, yeah both times i was handed a control deck essentially which was like <laughs> a real bummer because like there's like just good green red stompy times in in that format from what i could see there's a lot of fun goblin things um not that i'm complaining but like yeah control control is just like a hard thing to do i find in limited um and on in the second one i was given I, or i had a uh, a time stretch which is eight blue blue for a uh, target player takes two extra turns after this. Uh, and I managed to use a, uh, oh God, what's the, what's the two blue blue choose a thing and untap. Oh, turnabout. Turnabout. Yeah. I turnabout ramped into a time stretch to <laughs> win a game against, uh, oh God, see now I'm just, it's, it's the morning here. So my, my brain isn't working opposition. Uh, that, so it was a control mirror match. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and I got there with from what I saw uh, of of Ben's games in the first one, the all star of the format, Big Juggernauts. Uh, yeah. Turns out Juggernaut being able to go five, ten, fifteen over the course of three <laughs> yeah. turns is not bad. I killed so many people with Juggernaut in that event. Yeah. That, that's all I wanted to do. It's very funny because I was, I felt this was, this felt like, I mean, I play locally, like I play in the weekly Canadian Highlander events, but like mm -hmm. that is a, you know, you're playing, but you're also just smack talking friends and people you've known for, you know, decades. And so it's not that like, you know, it's not just sitting down and playing magic. Um, and so this felt like the first time sitting down playing magic without cameras Dude. without lights without mm -hmm. uh anything like just getting to play without having to narrate every single play and make fart jokes and thank you know <laughs> bong wizard 420 for coming back for the 28th month or whatever <laughs> yeah. like and yeah. it felt like thanks that, bong wizard for watching by the way I really yeah. idea. um it it felt very much like neo kind of blocking all the the punches and be like oh my god you're so what's going on here <laughs> um, it just it felt great and i think it was reflected in like i just felt like i hadn't played that well 
in God and, you know, years, mm. like three to four years, uh, even though what I was playing was turn two Mindstone, turn three Juggernaut, turn four, um, put an aura that gives it flying and then keep up a protection spell and then just big juggies my way. So that was my uh, that was kind of my favorite thing that I I would genuinely draft a lot or play a lot more Dominaria remastered because it felt like simple magic. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was not playing when a lot of these cards were, you know, first printed and stuff like that. Um, But there was a very cool moment uh, where uh, I was what. So I watch um, a a, a video series uh, called Kind of Dece where they talk about like old uh, stuff uh or just like various topics or whatever uh and i remember them basically talking at a, a, a small amount of length about phyrexian scuda and how it would consistently win oh, like yeah. pprs and or pre-releases back in the day and whatnot when it was coming out so when i saw that i would have if i saw phyrexian scuda in my in my pools in this one i was like oh slam dunk and it it kicks butt it's a four mana uh it's a four mana three three with kicker cost pay three life and if you pay the three life it comes in as a five five it gets two plus one plus one counters on it scoot, so for scoot. yeah for the most part it was just it was a and it's at, it's at uncommon it's not a rare in this so uh yeah phyrexian scuda yeah the real the real bees knees in this format. four mana five five is <laughs> that's wild the best uh the um the 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 most exciting play i think i made by the way, in that Infinity draft was uh, rolling six when I had because I was running a black blue um, attractions deck. So, so you I had Dina, uh, DK, DK, yes, yeah. So I had DK yeah. in play. So rolling six means I get to reanimate something. Um, I uh, and and I got to visit all my attractions. So I got a balloon from the balloon stand, and then I had to pass the memory test, which is so funny so memory test is an attraction it's rare thank goodness but um enters the battlefield your opponent exiles cards from the bottom of their library face up until they exile five non-land cards um this also had a side effect of milling mike for 10 because he milled five lands in there as well and these just those cards just get exiled they're gone yeah oh yeah so you look at the face up cards then they get turned face down and then when you visit the memory test if you can remember oh, all five of those cards, <laughs> then then you uh, then you complete the memory test and you get three one one balloons with flying and then you put in you sacrifice this and put a new attraction into play. I appreciate so, on memory test it doesn't say that you can't write down what there's what is there, but the general consensus is don't do it, you turd. <laughs> <laughs> I, I talked to Mark about that actually, because yeah. he's yeah. like, he's like, someone mentioned this uh, like this weekend. He was oh, okay. he was saying he's like he's like someone was like, oh, you could just write them down, and he was like, he was like, no, you can't write them down. It's a memory test. <laughs> <laughs> that's the whole point. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was very funny. Oh, uh, that's good. So yeah, that was uh, that was sweet. And then uh, what was the second thing that we did on? We didn't Friday. do Friday. Friday was Friday was the only Friday was one event. So I didn't play because I was busy with the game nights. You played in the Infinity. You two played in the DMR sealed, I think. Mm-hmm. But that, those are the only events that you two that you three did. I think uh, we did a Phyrexia will be one. Uh, did you do one you did on two, Saturday? Yay! On Saturday we yeah. all did. Oh yes, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So what did we do Friday night? Uh, dinner with Trick. Wasn't dinner with Trick Saturday? No, that was no, Friday. no it, was it was Friday, Friday, Friday night. Right. Yeah, we, yeah. Uh, we ax- So 
Uh, if you if you go to Philadelphia, by the way, if there's a MagicCon there again in the future, it's unlikely to be like an annual thing because they move the MagicCons around. But PAX Unplugged is in Philadelphia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the convention center is like right beside Chinatown. Uh, there's so much good food there. Mm. Yep. That said, yep. we through the accidental things of how a convention works, uh, we 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 whoopsed into family style Chinese on Friday night and Saturday night and yeah. the three nights <laughs> on yeah. Sunday we were like we have to not we have eat to that not much food it. again yeah. <laughs> yeah so Friday night it was the four of us in Trek yeah because he really wanted to take us over dinner so that was awesome we, was we great. went out and we ate way too much food um, and I'm still thinking about some this, of the, the dishes there because they oh, were still the delicious. lamb the, the cumin the, lamb the cumin yeah. lamb yeah I, I think I ate lamb for four different meals. The tea smoked duck. Yes. So I'm 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 glad I'm glad you're with me on it on it, Grandma. I am a oh, yeah. big fan of duck. So, so given the opportunity to order it, I will. Funniest and the problem is it's the- like in Victoria. The main place that like sell that will usually have duck is like forty dollars yeah. for like half a plate. And it's like ugh, that's too much money. <laughs> the funniest part of that meal, in retrospect, is that uh, Trick. For those who don't know, this is Trick Jarrett. He works at Wizards. Um, he's involved in like a lot of their marketing. We've known him for years. He was actually the person who um, got us got Friday nights um, greenlit back. Like we we worked oh. with someone. We worked with someone initially uh, to do. The first four episodes that like yeah. little mini season of friday nights and then they were like and if this is well received then we'll do more and it was well received and then we just didn't hear anything like wizards just ghosted us and the people that we were were the people we'd been working with left the company and we were like oh okay and then a year and a half later we get a phone call from trick who's like hey i'm in charge of this now uh and i would like to bring friday nights back and we were like cool and so we've been working with him for you know 10 years now yeah um but he was like, hey, Wheeler, uh, could we <laughs> tag you in a tweet tomorrow? No context. Yeah. He was just like, could we tag you in a tweet or on Sunday? Mm-hmm. And Wheeler's like, okay, sure. Yeah. And uh, it, it ended up being a preview for a card from March of the Machine. And we'll next tap, tap, concede, we're going to be looking at all of those previews and, and, and get uh, deep into that. But why it was funny is because they... Uh, and and Trick later said this that this was this was his fault. He uh, they tagged Wheeler in that one tweet, but then the way that Twitter like works with the tagging and, and whatever, they didn't untag Wheeler from any <laughs> subsequent tweet in that massive thread of stuff. Unusable, <laughs> completely your, unusable for the your, rest of that day. Your phone just blowing up with notifications. On one hand, I could have muted it, but and, and then gotten access to my phone or to Twitter, um, but. I don't know. It seemed very funny to me. <laughs> like, it's a good excuse not to open yeah. Twitter for a while, too. Yeah. Oops, sorry. Can't go online. I'm getting bombarded by the the X8Y. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did also on Friday, I forgot, I did also do a mystery booster draft, which I just entered on my own. So that one I did pay for. But uh, that uh, I I did fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did fine. <laughs> and then I on. had to, yeah. yeah. It was fine. It was like one and two or something like that. But then I had to leave for the thing. Oh, actually, um, so this was funny because, again, this is my first convention of any kind in like three years um, and, you know, going outside and doing stuff in the real world because um, I went to sign up for the thing and I was like, OK, cool. Uh, I want to join this event. And they're like, yep. All right. 
thanks for your money. Here's your code. And I was like, what? And I just sort of like wander over to the tables. Like the judge tells me where to go because there was already seven people waiting. That's the only reason I did because I was like, oh, hey, there's on-demand events. And the judge was like, yeah, there's seven in the queue for mystery draft. And I'm like, oh, sweet. Cool. Okay. Um, uh, but then we sit down and the judge actually running the thing comes over and starts talking about the app. And I, I didn't know what they're talking about. And someone else at the table was like, yeah, you got to, you have to download the companion app. And I'm like, what? I don't, okay, sure. So I downloaded the wizard's companion app and they were like, one of the, one of the players was like, come on, dude, this is how we do gaming now. And I was like, I haven't been outside. <laughs> uh, that said, um, it was pretty cool. I didn't personally have any issues with it. I know that I'm, that's, that's possibly a unique experience, but, uh, um well i did have an issue with like it seems like the 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 judges and i don't blame them for this because i'm sure it's irritating on their end um didn't seem to ever like activate the in-app round timer mm -hmm. yeah but uh getting a thing of like the round's over you're he, you know here's your new pairing and you open up the app and it tells you what table to go sit at that was great you know not having to if I know a piece of paper, yeah. 200 people rush yeah. a piece of paper on a column. If I yeah. never have to do something like that again, it'll be too soon. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, I think that's, uh, if it works, massive improvement. Yeah. Well, uh, it, it has a bunch of little yeah. cool features in there, too. Like, there's the ability to look up cards and stuff in there, like Oracle text and all that kind of jazz in one of the in in, in one of the tabs what? uh there's there's ways to host your own events and stuff like that inside it as well like there's, it's there's a it's life very tracker cool. built into it yeah yeah. yeah my my only my only worry and this was i was talking about it while we were there but like I could not believe that I had perfect cell reception the entire time oh my God. I was inside yeah. the convention center. I had Wi-Fi yeah. coverage downstairs the entire, which was amazing. Well, yeah, I was, yeah, and I wasn't even on the Wi-Fi, like, I because I, I hadn't realized there was, like, a public one. But, yeah, oh. the, the free oh. data worked perfectly. Like, my my phone, I was able to, like, text and and go on the internet and all that kind of jazz with zero issue, which is, is mind-boggling. Well, yeah. it is a big problem with a lot of convention centers yeah. because a lot of them are just big concrete blocks and they yeah. act as basically a Faraday cage and you just don't get cell reception, which means if the convention center, or I guess in this case, wizards or read pop or, or the TO aren't paying for publicly available Wi-Fi, the companion app doesn't really work. Exactly. Right? So maybe that's, so. A, maybe that's a positive to it, right? Is that if, if this is going to become the norm, then that means going forward for conventions, we're going to have publicly accessible Wi-Fi, yeah. which is pretty sick, honestly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, it's a pretty good sell for people like going to a convention too, like mm -hmm. knowing that they are able to just access that, find where their friends are, find information that's going on. Yeah. That they might miss. That's yeah, it's a game changer not getting prompted like at nine in the morning when you show up of like, hey, do you want to pay twenty five dollars for Wi-Fi for the day right now? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm good. Yeah. yeah. We talked about Reading Terminal Market. I was just thinking about Reading Terminal Market. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you two hadn't been James and I have been before you two hadn't been. I'd love yeah. to hear your impressions. on. Oh, it. my God. So it's, it's right across the street from the convention center and it's this massive indoor. It feels very cramped, uh, massive indoor marketplace um that's just full of amazing food and it's the, the having that beside a convention center is uh a, such a boon um yeah. heads up warning uh on sunday like a third of it is closed because it's run by amish 
<laughs> those those specific those specific stores are run by Amish who don't work on Sundays. Yeah, and and fair play to them. But it did mean that it was absolutely rammed on Sunday. But uh, yeah, Ben and I went there for breakfast on Saturday because at uh, Trick's recommendation, he was like, "You got to go to Herschel's and you get the uh, you get the egg and cheese breakfast sandwich with pastrami on rye." And we were like, "Okay." And you know what? It was delicious. It was so much meat first thing yeah. in the morning <laughs> it was really good we did that once yeah the yeah it, it was way. delicious yeah. like i did not need any more grub for, no. for quite a while after that uh one thing i will say to that and it was also kind of amplified by maybe it's a me thing but it was amplified by the fact when we went for for cheesesteaks as well not to distract from ready terminal market yeah but like i don't know a lot of the food that i got this weekend was like you know some sort of sandwich esque thing, mm-hmm. and it was just like meat and 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 whatever, and like you know onions or, or or stuff with like no condiments or anything. Like condiments seemed to be like not a thing, and I I felt like that pastrami sandwich would have been amplified by like a little bit of like just like a hint of like Dijon or like something and like mayo. that on it. Yeah, or mayo. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, they're like condiments. Putting putting like mustard or something on onto a thing seems to just not be a thing. On the flip side. You and I, Ben, yeah. got the corned beef <laughs> True. sammy yeah. that was swimming in like a Russian dressing, I want to say. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean swimming in the best way possible, <laughs> where it was that was the like, okay, I'll get one very American sandwich and then I'll start thinking about the condition of my heart. Again. Yeah, <laughs> that might have um, been one of my favorite meals. Oh, yeah. it was so and it was at the perfect time of mm-hmm. just like feeling very drained at like you know pretty late into Friday. I want to say like we had like already three, done. I think yeah, yeah, we had already done one event. Just kind of realized like oh, haven't really eaten all day. <laughs> um, just running off coffee and uh, fumes, and getting this massive mound of corned beef on two very like (laughs) just kind of cartoonish pieces of bread you know like and then all this dressing and chips and you have to get the chips chips. you gotta get the chips because you're going to scoop up all the corned beef (laughs) dressing that has fallen and just sitting and eating this and feeling i use this uh analogy way too much throughout the weekend but it's the only one i can think of is like popeye like you know but when popeye if he's gotten his ass kicked and he's just kind of on the ground and someone drops spinach into his mouth and then all of a sudden it just like flows through his entire body and they buff up and that's what it felt like yeah like i was just so rejuvenated from it um and being a you know at least for the magic event being a somewhat public figure in a somewhat public place where people will know you uh, and someone that hates eating in front of people and on mm. camera and stuff. I threw the, all that away. <laughs> Very good, Paul. <laughs> thank you. I threw all that. Like I had like sauce on my hands and my all over my beard and stuff. I'm like, oh, oh, it's so good. <laughs> Sweet nectar of life. I think I think with it too, like the the thing that you and I commented on appreciating was and it's it's something that I want, you know, only from time to time, but it is so refreshing, which is a terse uh, person uh, mm. taking your order who's mm-hmm. not like, hey, how are you? How is your day? Oh, what can I get you? Oh, I recommend this. That's pretty good. So we're just like, what do you want? 
here's the hey ben what do you what are you getting you know what you want (laughs) yeah you know what you want and then you're like this and they're like great this money and then you hand them they're like cool here's a sandwich and it's like a 10 second affair i loved Mm. it ben here was the exchange of us ordering those sandwiches yeah what uh, what you want Drink with that? <laughs> oh, the oh, sorry, yeah, sorry. Yeah, the, yeah. the the uh, the pastrami and egg, please. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, sure. You, you pay there, <laughs> and oh. then boom, that was it. It was great. I, I do. I do we, take. We your... don't know what we don't know what would have happened if we yeah. said that Rye wasn't okay. Yeah. Like, what do you get? He's like, then screw you. Get out of line. Yeah. yeah. Or we just gotta got like some crappy Wonder Bread or yeah. something. Right. Okay. Uh, next. Yeah. yeah. Oh. By the way, the rye was like not what I he, out here rye because it's not it's less common is much darker and denser. Yes. yes, this was a very like this was a light rye. Yeah, I yeah. guess. Mm. Yeah, God, I love people from the East Coast. It was good, it's so yeah. refreshing. Yeah, the, we uh, ate, we ate probably the best I've ever eaten at a convention. I think over this weekend, oh, it was so good. The place we ended up at on Saturday because they could seat eight. This is a problem with you know eating with like seeing friends at a convention it's like oh yeah let's go get dinner and then like and then it's just like there's 40 of us oh no there's eight of us we the place we wanted to go was super busy so i i was like well there's this place here that looks good and so i i went in and uh the the i mean i guess hostess i don't know someone who works there she seemed annoyed i don't know but she was just like what i'm like (sighs) can you seat eight and she goes yeah (laughs) <laughs> and i was like cool i'll go get the rest of them yeah and then we came in and sat down it was great it was the <laughs> their sign said barbecue szechuan music restaurant yeah <laughs> so to the music part yeah okay. oh. <laughs> so we're just like they, they're just throwing like music videos on in the background and they're they had like, like a big karaoke, stage. karaoke yeah, mm-hmm. yeah 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 uh nobody was singing karaoke they were just like using it as background music anyways uh so they threw on the theme song to evangelion uh <laughs> at a louder volume than it had been prior like the music had been prior oh, yeah. uh and it was just like going going everybody was getting like super duper into it some of us started singing along uh and it, to me to me it felt very akin to like when you play like when someone chooses bohemian rhapsody yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. like a karaoke bar they're just like this is the white people's like and then it's like but like everyone's getting into it it gets up to the big like part that ben's really really excited about and they hard cut it hard cut version stop the music and then it proceeded to not play music for the rest of the night until just as we were getting ready to leave yeah. <laughs> oh, then my. they turned the music up a little bit again and they're just like and i was like hmm i can't help but feel yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like we caused a thing here and not to make people think this is some kind of kink i have but i still hold that as the best meal that i had all it was really nice so it was it was it was us uh, and then we were joined by uh, Voxy, uh, Brian Keebler, uh, uh, Olivia, Olivia, and Amy. and Amy. And then yeah. later on, uh, Cedric and Ailey showed up, which was really, really nice. Mm-hmm. They were on Pro Tour coverage until... Yeah, that went forever, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. every day. Oh, those are long the days two, for them. The two, the, yeah, the Friday and Saturday for uh, Pro Tour was long days. So, so yeah. here's, an, here's, a, here's a small criticism. Uh which is that 
as an attendee, very uh, sort of, it was very easy to not know that there was a pro tour happening that weekend. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it was like, it was, how did... How did Voxy describe it? In the highest room of the tallest, the tallest tower. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. it, it was it was literally like separated from the rest of the convention, like up and up and over, and you know, so it wasn't because people couldn't just like wander into it, obviously. But I really wish there was a place, and they did this for the top eight. But I really wish that there'd been a place where you could like go and sit and I mean, watch the this, coverage. This is this is a problem that extends beyond the convention hall. They just I don't know why they don't have somebody's job to promote like i'm hoping that this becomes less and less the case as we move forward and they had really good numbers this weekend which viewership on twitch was really good it yeah, was like it's like for keep, the top eight it was like yeah. up at like thirty thousand, which was yeah. huge yeah. for paper for like certainly recent tournament coverage yeah and people were amped to see it back but like y- like you should have an ad slide in arena being like, mm-hmm. hey, the Pro Tour is on right now. Just click here and you'll go to the Twitch page, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't understand why they don't do a better job of uh, promoting the uh, the Pro Tour. And I'm hoping that changes going forward. But yeah, mm-hmm. it, certainly at the convention hall, I'm hoping that because obviously Magic Cons are tied to Pro Tours. So there's always going to be a pro, or tu- pro Tour at these things. I'm hoping that going forward, we'll have like a viewing room, which would be great. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I tried do. to mute that, but my board isn't isn't working. Um, <laughs> be nice. Something that they changed uh, this year for those who didn't watch it. Um, something that they changed to make it flow more smoothly, like the paper coverage they've been doing, is that for the first two days, I believe it was different for the top eight. But for the first two days, they started doing the matches like two hours before the actual broadcast started. Correct. And then they trimmed out all of the shuffling and mulligans. Yeah. So it was like, so game one finishes and it's like, great. Now into game two and it just right in, mm-hmm. uh, which I think has got to be a good viewership experience because that was like the one criticism, sort of the, at the time we thought, unavoidable criticism of old Pro Tour coverage was it, there was so much downtime between rounds. It's funny. I went back and watched, I, I watched a little bit yesterday um, and I think they actually swung too far in the other direction. Oh yeah. Um, I think that they, they don't need to go as fast as they were going. I understand why they kind of did. They need to get through a lot of matches every day, but we got to keep. I do. I interested. do. I do miss the the a little bit more banter, especially at the news desk, talking about just spending a little bit more time there, talking about you know getting into the analytics and talking about all that sort of stuff. I feel like that was a little bit missed. So I'd like to see them mm-hmm. kind of swing the pendulum back in the other direction just a little bit but i think overall it was a great idea yeah there's a lot of value i think in providing like the human aspect of these games especially now that it's back in paper and stuff you i think you lose sight of it a little bit when like you know most of the stuff was being done through arena and digitally um so i think yeah i I, yeah having having being able to have people even just like goof around right like some of the best pro tour moments are like those goofy like back and forths and Mm -hmm. and stuff like that as well so yeah i think it'd be worth it to keep that I agree. I wanted to talk a bit more about some of the stuff that we played because uh, mm-hmm. on Saturday we did. I think all all four of us were in the Phyrexia sealed event. Yep. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. On I, Saturday we all four of us were in the same two events. Yeah. I opened a very mediocre pool, and so I just was like, "Well, I have my one good rare." Mm-hmm. I had like two two rare lands in the six packs. I had one good rare, which is white sense white sense twilight. So I was like, "All right, 
I'll just play white and uh, I don't know, red and a bunch of really cheap stuff because, you know, sealed is slow. So if I'm not slow, then let's go zoom. And yeah, I, I went like two, uh, three, oh, six, oh, like it was just like it was very, very fast. <laughs> Having been one of the people that he rolled over, it was a very fast deck. There was like one hundred and sixty some people in this thing and they we got paired against each other. And I was only in that bracket because my turn one opponent, my my first round opponent didn't show. They like I, they must have cracked their pool and bounced. Like, well, at least that bummer. only happened to you once over the weekend. Oh no, it happened yeah. so many times, three times over the course of this weekend. I had my own opponent no show. It was wild, which is like I think dropping is pro probably a little bit more difficult. Um, it's 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 not super evident, but I'm sure like if you had done it, if you did it in the same way that you used to, which is just tell a judge that you're dropping or whatever, they would probably handle it. But uh, now that paper events are coming back, I cannot recommend enough for you to tell somebody well, that it, you're dropping the event. I highly <laughs> recommend that you show up to your first round and concede. Is there a Because sure. then yeah. you get 200 prize tickets. Yeah. Yes. Is there a way to drop in the companion? There app? is. Yeah. yeah. There so is. literally okay. when you're in the, 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 that like, so when you get into a game, the first thing which is a little weird it does kind of look like a life total meter but this is it's actually yes. how you yeah, how yeah, you yeah. uh measure your, your you, you put it in the wins or whatever yeah but in the top right i believe there's like a hamburger menu oh, that okay. drops down and then it'll be like it'll be the same sort of one you'll see every in like whenever you go into it but when you're in an event in the my events thing right underneath it there'll be like a drop from current event okay button, and then you can just click it and it's like are you sure and you do and then you're out and it's done it's like yeah. so you don't even have to go talk to a judge in it yeah but i understand that it's like a little bit difficult to find yep that needs to be more apparent then because yeah the way you used to drop with the slip is you would literally just there's a drop check thing right mm -hmm. so yeah they need a better way of doing that i guess yeah but yeah even even like yeah getting like the tickets is is like a good thing too but it's also like the person that you're playing against has to sit there for, for 10 minutes for 10 yeah. minutes sometimes even longer if the if if you know the timer is running behind or if you're at a convention mm -hmm. uh and it just sucks and i mean for me i'm obviously in a different position because it's like you know ben you're complaining about getting a free win and stuff like that but like i wasn't doing it for the tickets or anything there I wasn't to really play magic i, I just wanted to play him. magic that, that was the Sunday thing and i was like oh i always like i gave my tickets away every match either to ben if he was sitting beside me or if i beat the person i would just be like here take both because i didn't i didn't i'm not allowed to bring things home anymore <laughs> i have too much i have too much crap and nicole's like please stop bringing like you know your five sealed decks from from conventions home uh <laughs> so i just gave everything and flipped everything that i did which was very very fun um but yeah that's my my recommendation in that sort of area yeah we uh that afternoon then we all got to play in the unknown gavin verhey event mm -hmm. yeah and we were like what's that gonna be uh turns out it was the name was actually unknown it wasn't just a surprise it was a surprise but it wasn't it was also called like unknown and so it was super fun uh gavin was there the one that was on they did it on friday i didn't know anything about it uh people were like do you know what it is and i'm like no don't tell me and uh we did the one on saturday and there was 300 and some players almost like 400 people huge yeah Whoa. it was huge um, and it was for um it was in support of black girls code yep which was sweet and it was a sort of like battle for new phyrexia kind of thing so all the players got divided into two teams mirin or phyrexian and they were tracking wins um not just your own personal wins but they were tracking the wins for the team and uh so there was this cool like you know team aspect of like yay go team and so it was a sealed deck 
with uh, the following packs. So it was three draft boosters of Phyrexia All Will Be One, a set booster, two mystery boosters, and then a special seventh booster full of new R&D playtest cards. Now, unlike the ones in Mystery Booster, which have like the art and uh, and you know are printed magic cards that look like R and D playtest things. These are actual just R and D playtest cards that are this a thing like a sticker out of a printer stuck to an actual magic card. Um, and uh, they're and they're they're like tailored for this event spe- for specifically the Friday and Saturday of this magic con. Yeah, and uh, there's some really really cool ones. Um, uh, and so you got ten of those, and then you built your you built your deck. And then the way that it worked, rather than using the app for pairing, is like when you're done building your deck, if you're ready, go to the back, and the first Mirren and Phyrexian that show up, you get paired up. Yeah. And then it was like when you're done your match, you just go to the back, and you you get in the two lines, and it's like, all right, you you know, Mirren Phyrexian, go fight, Mirren Phyrexian, go fight. Yeah. So it was really that part was quick, which was nice. Uh, who won the Saturday event in the end? The Phyrexians. Okay. Oh no, the oh. Mirrens did. I thought Wait, really no, no the Phyrexians no, I, did. I thought the Phyrexians took yeah. it down. Oh, the, well yeah. then kudos to me because <laughs> <laughs> I was like well I went because I went I went 3-0 and I was like hooray not for lack of trying on my part <laughs> we still so the, lost the uh after playing you got uh Delphia or Delphia mm-hmm. Delphi, Philadelphia anyway Delphia undecided uh, a legendary elephant again there's no art uh, casts for Wooberg, 6-6. Six, six. Spells you cast cost three less to cast if they were originally printed in the following expansions or associated commander decks, depending on who won the unknown event on February 18th. So this was a Mirren victory, we said? No, it was Phyrexian. Phyrexian. Phyrexians won both nights, I think. Yeah. Oh, wait. No, no I, I swore. It, if I may, yeah, if I may. Yeah. Uh, the final score. Yes. Phyrexians, 431. Uh-huh. Mirrens, four forty-five, baby. No, I was oh, okay. Mirrens, okay, okay, cool, cool. Okay, so that means... I was right and I suck. Hell yeah, <laughs> I was right and I ruled. <laughs> so that means uh, that it's um, uh, d- uh, spells cost three less to cast if they're originally printed in Mirrodin, Darksteel, Fifth Dawn, or Scars of Mirrodin. Mm. If the Phyrexians had won, it would have been Mirrodin, Besiege, New Phyrexia, All Will Be One, and March the Machine. So they did that kind of writing for uh, another card that was in there um that was basically a, it was a board wipe um for three white white mm-hmm. uh that was destroy all creatures that were printed in the set the first sets that you mentioned for mirrodin and for mirror and destroy all ones that were in the other set for oh that have phyrexian depending on what destroy team you were all on. non-land permanent non-land permanents. Ah. yeah yeah so i would freak i i was Pretty so I worked lucked out in a way that most of what my deck was actually from my mystery boosters. <laughs> so so I was able to I I, I played lo- a lot of white the current uh, set uh, modes on that, which was quite fun. I'm not going to go through um, every single one of these, but there's a couple that I wanted to talk about. Yeah, no, uh, I'll share the one that I wanted to share is the only one that I actually played, which was sort of blank and blank. I love the um, so it's three mana. It's like a you know sort of blank and blank mm-hmm. um artifact equipment when sort of blank and blank enters the battlefield choose two tournament legal cards in sword in the sword of blank and blank cycle at random this equipment has the first piece of the combat damage trigger on the first chosen one 
And the second piece of the combat damage trigger on the second chosen one, it doesn't grant plus two, plus two or protection. Yes, Hearth still returns the creature. So, uh, so that was the one that I played. I had my opponent play this against me and they had a sheet that a judge had given them. They yep, were like, I had the were, same sheet. Yeah. Uh, and it was, uh, they rolled uh, the, the, the sword of body and home. <laughs> I got the sword of sinew and home. Uh, I so think that the body worst... and home was like, if it hits you, they make a two, two wolf and then they get to go look for a land, which I was like, oh. <laughs> sorry, Ben, you were saying. Oh, I got one. I got the, I can't remember what the two that correlate to, but I got, uh, I think, so the first one is uh, Blink, one of your creatures, which is was nothing in my deck. Uh, and the second was Destroy an Artifact. <laughs> when, oh, okay. when you make, But the thing is, is like, it's all right, but it's like, it's very medium when the, we're going across so many different kinds of sets. And the key thing about this is it doesn't give you those swords like protections or yeah, anything or is. the plus two plus two. So it's essentially mm-hmm. an equipment that you put on that you have to hope you've got like a flyer or something mm-hmm. with evasion on because yeah, you're more than not not getting the effect on it. But it was it was very, very cool. I got a card that it's the only one of these cards that I opened that has flavor text. Really? Oh. And it's called Phyrexian Ornithopter. Uh, it costs one generic for a zero two artifact creature Thopter with flying and toxic one. Um, so it's a mm. one mana O2 toxic one flyer. And the flavor text is regardless of the century, plane, species, interplanar threat, or if it's just a special card for Magicon Philadelphia, developing artificers never failed to invent the Ornithopter. <laughs> Which is a cute little callback to the uh, flavor text from yeah, I think Mirrodin or one of the one of the printings of the card. So one of these cards I think could actually just be printed like as is, including the name. Uh, which is Locus Cobra. Yep, I have That's that one. L O C U S Locus. So it's one and a green for a one one Phyrexian snake. Landfall. Whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, add one mana of any color. Right. So very similar to Lotus Cobra. Uh, but if that land was a Locus or Sphere, you put a plus one plus one counter on Locus Cobra. That's very just good. a card that could be real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one I had that was definitely the most. Uh, according to Gavin anyway, was the most contentious of the weekend of like, is it playable? Mm. Uh, was uh, Mox Poison. Yes. Mm. So it's a zero mana artifact uh, and tap to add one mana of any color, you get two poison counters. It's pretty uh, good. Listener, yeah. I'm here to tell you this card rules. Yes. <laughs> it turns out Moxon's still pretty good. I mean, that card is just quite broken. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. It's very, very good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that event was super fun. Um, I had a blast in it. I can't remember how I did. I don't care. I had fun. So I went I went to oh, drop because by the time I was done, my was the, the event started at four. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you and had long t- matches. Yeah. yeah. By the time I finished my second match, it was We were all done. <laughs> yeah, we were all freaking done. <laughs> because I had a Marin in my deck, which is uh, the oh. pre-con commander, the group, the black green <laughs> one from the experience counter cycle. Wow. Uh, who is, let me tell you, messed up in limited. <laughs> very, very good. Marin um, of but, Clan Telnoth or whatever. Yes, Marin of Clan Telnoth, who uh, basically on your end, if a thing dies, you get an experience counter, and it on your 
uh, on your end step, you return anything from your bin that has, or uh, a, a thing from your bin that has uh, equal to or less experience counters oh, that are on there. God. To the battlefield? To the battlefield. <laughs> so it's very, very good. Uh, and I was just doing things like looping, like um, Mirror Sire and uh, all kinds of just little doofuses and, and chumping for days and stuff, and then eventually just finding a loop. And then the, the big thing that most people, I think, were talking about, and the reason everything went super long for some people was they made a new um, uh, persecutor, <laughs> a colorless persecutor. So it was a 5-5 five, five for 5 with flying that red that uh, has the persecutor effect of nobody can win or lose the game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but if on your upkeep, both players libraries are empty, you win. So there's an out, but, and, and obviously for most people, like w I ended up just like beating the crap out of them with this <laughs> flyer for, uh, and, and then just sacking it later. But there were a number of people that I talked to who neither neither of them neither them or the player had a way to get rid of it and they literally just played until they flipped everything off wanna, of their life you want to turn your match into a casual chat yes I was, yeah we're here until turns what do you got going on i was talking to sheldon about this because he played in the event as well and he said that there was a an angel that was um platinum angel so the you can't lose and your opponents can't win that's the one but also no no this was a different one what because this one was like Avacyn. Like it made everything indestructible. Oh. Well. oh, Like it was a platinum angel and everything's indestructible. Or something huh. broken. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, well, that, that the fact that there was two of that meant maybe that is why things ended up going long. <laughs> what do you make of this one, Wheeler? I don't know if this card's good. I didn't run it even though I was in, these, in, in this color. Life Cloud. X, white, oh, white, yeah, white this is for a sorcery. Each player gains X. Each player gains X life, draws X cards, returns X creature cards from their graveyard to the battlefield, then returns X lands from their graveyard to the battlefield. Hmm. Well, as somebody that grew up playing Death Cloud as a uh, young lad that has turned into a mono white aficionado, uh, I think yeah, this is right up my alley. Um, it's uh, how do you win I don't with know it? If you I just have to have draft. more stuff in your bin. Yeah. Yeah. Or okay. just like your opponent has kind of a dominant board position and them gaining more life doesn't matter as much as you getting everything into play. Mm -hmm. Death Cloud, yeah, Death Cloud on the screen is X triple black sorcery. Each player loses X life, discards X cards, sacrifices X creatures, and sacks X lands. Uh, okay. So a little more hurtful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's hilarious. I will Arena. say, um, I was just going to say, if you want to... Um, look at all the card there were 62 of the uh the special play test cards made for this event uh and gavin actually released an episode of good morning magic mm. i think like the on the sunday or the monday um where i think he goes over all of them so if you want mm -hmm. um to to go see what all of them do i would definitely go check out that video there were two cards that were um absolute beatings and probably the reason why i well but some of the primary reasons why i went one and two for this event, go Murins. Um, the Santa deserved go it. Birds. Um, <laughs> was there's a card called Oil Skellion. Oh, yeah. Which had a mechanic called Oil Burst. Um, <laughs> and it's five colorless for a 4 4. And it comes into play with an oil counter for each different color of mana you spent to cast it. So it's Sunburst, but with oil counters. 
And then it has remove an oil counter, deal one damage to any target. So it's a Triskelion that can just ping everything, except it's always a 4-4. And it just came into play with four oil counters every time. So it's like a five mana one sided like early on, five mana one-sided Wrath of God that also, if you have proliferate, I mean, thanks for the games. It's disgusting. <laughs> Um, and then there was one called Rosewater's Nemesis. Oh, yeah. Which is like, four, it's either four or five mana. It was like a four, six. It, I think it was vigilance. five. Yeah. yeah, five mana, four, six vigilance with protection from Phyrexians. <laughs> and if you've looked at Phyrexia, all will be one. Uh, a lot of those cards are Phyrexian. Yep. Yeah, I'm. I'm I'm playing a uh, green white uh, toxic and standard right now, and I was like, "How good can the seed core really be? It's basically a command tower." Yeah, and that yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and it had an ability called Poison Tolerance that says, "If you were to die by poison, you would need to have thirteen counters. Like mm -hmm. it was Poison Tolerance three. You need three more counters." in order to die there were a couple of cards with poison tolerance on them yeah. too like yeah. a, a person kept playing one that was just uh it was just an like an enchantment that came in gave you higher poison tolerance uh and allowed you to draw a card and return something from your bin to oh, your hand okay yeah, yeah i have was... one naturalized the phyresis which is mm -hmm. enchantment poison tolerance one etb destroy an artifact or enchantment yeah so it seems like yeah there was a couple of cool little poison matters mm -hmm. ones I, there's there's one more that <clears throat> that I didn't get that I want to read about because I have a, fun, a funny story about it that uh, that uh, a viewer told us about, which is uh, Chancellor of the Mulligan. <laughs> so it's a seven seven for seven artifact creature Phyrexian construct. You may reveal this card from your opening hand. If you do, at the beginning of your first upkeep, shuffle it into your library and draw a card. Uh, it's got menace also. Um, when Chancellor of the Mulligan enters the battlefield, draw three cards. When you do, any number of target players mulligan. <laughs> Which is, they shuffle their hand into their library, then draw that many cards and put one of them on the bottom. Okay. So, uh, this I heard I heard this happen a couple times around me. This was very funny. But the specific story that we told is that the 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 person was playing against uh, was playing against the lane chase. Who's like senior at Wizards? Because like Elaine was playing in this form or in this event, Mark Rosewater was playing in this event. Yeah, there was uh, a bunch. And so her opponent cast Chancellor of the Mulligan, and she's like, "You draw three cards? What? That Gavin? <laughs> Gavin? <laughs> Gavin? Literally? No, literally called Gavin over. Yeah. and was like, this is too good, and they they errated the card, <laughs> so it was only draw two cards. <laughs> so it was like there live." Live playtest feedback. There we go. Wow. Yeah, I think that, is that what Adam's been trying to do the entire yeah. time? Is, yeah. <laughs> I don't think you can do it if you're not Elaine Chase or like oh, maybe yeah. Mark. So that was super cool. Uh, on Sunday, we played a DMR sealed in the morning. I don't know how deep we need to get into that necessarily. Yeah, it was fine. Uh, and then we did our signing, which was amazing. Mm -hmm. We did a whole mm -hmm. uh, signing event. Out the door. 2.30. Yeah. In like a... There was, there was a art gallery across the street uh, from the event where they had the, um, like, a they had, well, they had art. They had a bunch of, like, magic art, like, original stuff and concept art and sketches. It was super cool. 
um Forthos Mike put that thing together. It's actually uh, where they held both the um the the Friday night and Saturday night party as well, mm-hmm. actually. Yeah. Which was not as I'm told I'm told the party in Vegas was very Vegas, like very like loud yes. and there was a DJ was and bright lights. Yes, this was much more of like a chill cocktail hour. Yes, correct. <laughs> which was much more my speed. Um nice. yeah. And uh uh so yeah, that's that's where they held the um the the signing events and yeah we got to meet a bunch of people and sign a bunch of stuff i signed so many uh eulas which is great i signed my gunk slugs gunk slug. <laughs> someday someday we'll get there signed a lot of eggs i was gonna say cards that were eggs um over a hundred wow. individual eggs of uh, various eggs have um, you signed a real egg yet somebody i have to bring... okay. well not i've signed a real egg and i've also signed um the fake eggs that farmers will use that they like put under chickens mm, okay. i i might have it within arm's reach it's like these eggs that they put under chickens butts to like encourage them to make to, them think they should lay more eggs yeah i think it encourages them to lay more eggs but also huh. yeah it's just like hey you still definitely laid an egg good uh, job yeah. yeah you did it congratulations no that was a thing it you know it's uh, it's happened twice, which isn't a lot. <laughs> but, but weird that it's happened that many yes, times. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh? Cool. Wild. Um. Yeah. So that was sort of our weekend. Hmm. Um. Uh. I know that. Um. For. On demand events you had to sort of like uh well no like i paid in person but like for is there was there was a system that i didn't have to engage in that i don't know i don't understand where it's like you had to purchase in ahead of time online for the for for the scheduled events and then you got the Come. and then you just showed up yeah, which, yeah, yeah like i that sounds great if it worked i know that one or two people had some issues with it i don't fully understand what those issues were because again i didn't have to do it but i kind of like the that idea in theory where it's like i just go like i'm sitting in my hotel room the night before and going yeah i'm gonna do that at 11 a.m tomorrow buy it and then in the companion app you have the code so you just show up to the table that tells you to do for deck building i, I dig that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um the on-demand event the on-demand event was a little weird because it's like uh you, you know you sort of you have to find the the people like the the seven people waiting in that mystery booster event they were just like waiting they're like well eventually someone else will join for a mystery booster draft we hope you know and i only knew that because a judge mentioned it and i was like oh heck all right cool i'll go do that um i mean it's a little frustrating because this was a solved problem in the past where everybody got those buzzers yep Oh yeah, the buzzers, um, which work really well. So like, I, I I feel like like all of these issues have been solved um, in the past, and hopefully they can start drawing from those experiences. Because like, it sounds like th- while there were some maybe issues with signing up with scheduled events, I think if you can get them to a place where you sign up ahead of time, or if there's space, you sign up there, and mm-hmm. you just basically you the companion app just tells you where to sit, when to sit then that system works really well. But then on the on-demand side of things, bringing back those the buzzer system or the pager system or developing out the companion app to you know send you a message when your pod fills, 
uh, seems like a no-brainer because like, yeah, the minute you get all of that flow working perfectly, I think the tournament becomes just so much better for everybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So now you said, James, you were gonna do a some napkin math. Yeah, so because so I guess, yeah, let's like let we've talked about what we actually did. I guess let's talk about the convention a little bit itself yeah. because I'm curious to hear what people have have to say. And I'll so, I'll start. I just really quickly want to start um because uh I was fortunate enough to be at Vegas uh mm. in October. Um and a lot of people were making comparisons to Vegas, obviously, because you know they set Vegas up to be the big 30th year anniversary, you know, thing. It was magic, it was magic 30, it was this big flashy thing. This was so much better. Philadelphia was just better in almost every conceivable way in terms of what I think a convention should look like. Like you walk in the door in Vegas and everything was just there. It wasn't a, it wasn't a tremendous amount of space. It Vegas was basically what the top floor was at Philly, but everything was there. That was Vegas, right? Including the, the world championship, right? In one corner was world championship, here was the main stage over on the on the left hand side, all the vendors and stuff and all the play space was in the back. This was just so much better because it was it was spread out. There was room to move and breathe. And it certainly wasn't without its problems. But overall, it just infinitely better setup than Vegas, in my opinion. Sorry, Ben, you were going to say something. Oh, no. Yeah. Like So I, I this this was by far the best. I would say probably my favorite convention for magic that I've ever been. I think that it has improved so much since like the, just like, you know, the grand prix sort of, sort of days in terms of, I think making it a, what, what, what I think should be happening, which is making magic uh, convention specifically a more appealing thing for everyone, not just like tournament grinders or, or, or what have you. Like, it seems like it's a more, open thing that is trying to entice people who might not even be like even that super interested in 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 magic but like you know maybe you're a parent that needs that that's bringing your kid because they're interested in it there's still like stuff that could be interesting for you to check out and whatnot and i think the 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 push to that having spoken to a number of the people that were involved in like the the setup and the layout and, and and stuff like uh, that that that's what they're going for, which I think is great. Um, my only real sort of um, kind of like like I guess uh, criticism of it uh, would have been, in fact, like some of the the layout. Having spoken to uh, both vendors and um, uh, cosplayers who are working the event, uh, they've been doing this thing recently where they started doing uh, layers. Uh, where the cosplayers get to hang out and they're like these very cool themed sets and whatnot. Uh, and in this one, they stuck all the layers together in a corner of the of the convention center, which to be fair, like as you're walking in, it is just to the right of you. Um, but I think it would have been cool to kind of spread them out throughout the, the place too, because it's like one of my favorite things about when I go to like PAX or whatever is the spectacle of the show floor and how it's kind of like cool and and it, it's very you know big and larger than life to look at as you're walking through but essentially as soon as you kind of get past the layers and they had like a big weather light in the front uh it's just tables that, that was it right so it i think i think spreading out these kind of cool attractiony type things throughout would have been a very very good idea um and the other thing was uh while there was 
card sellers there uh in, in just a placement thing um some of the like, the vendors like for example i know like uh uh like coalesce apparel and stuff they were kind of like off shuffled off to the side and i think it would have been because they separated the tournamenty area for just like free play or um for like sign on event on demand events and stuff they were in their own room and the vendors were in like another room mm-hmm. so it was like there was no cross point like I imagine or dice or something. Exactly. I imagine yeah. there's a non-zero amount of people who get involved in a draft or are just about to do a draft and they're like, oh crap, I don't have sleeves or oh crap, I don't have whatever. And they're able to dip and and, and go buy something from the vendors and then and then head on down. So I, I really my own my only thing is like there there was a little bit of a layout uh problem, but 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 overall best convention I think I've been to for magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um uh the uh it's kind of a weird thing because this is not this is not a criticism of of magicon it's just sort of a you know the nature of things um is that uh, you know there was a there was a mask requirement which i appreciate and support Mm -hmm. um but that was to them in the magic con areas in the non-magic areas of still inside the convention center which were being shared with another convention, which was like a cheerleading gymnastics competition. Um, obviously, there was no requirement in those areas. And so it was, there was just a lot. There were so many people. There was like so many families of <laughs> of gymnast children, uh, like everywhere in the public spaces in, in the convention center. Um, so that was weird. And also there was just some people who just... Like there were some people, you know, kind of like pulling their masks down or whatever, and it's like I, you know, I kind of get that. Um, but there were some people just didn't, they just didn't wear them. I mean, and there's yeah, no like, enforcement for that. They, and that's the thing is like if you, in my opinion, if you're gonna have a mask mandate, you need to enforce the mask mandate. Mm-hmm. And I don't know who that needs to be. Um, Not the judges. They got it, enough to go on. Well, that's yeah. the problem. Is is it 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 pretty much has to be like you basically. The only way I think you can really do it is like the convention staff isn't going to do it. That's that's never never going to happen. Um, you probably have to like hire a completely different third party group of people whose literal job it is is to wander around all of the areas where masks are required and actually enforce it and say, mm-hmm. "Put your mask on or get out." That's it, right? Because um, if you're not going to do that, um, people won't follow the the rules because yeah there was absolutely people who were just completely ignoring it or you know had you know the mask down just around their mouth at which point it's just like why are you even wearing it kind of thing (laughs) so it's just like you know if if you're going to do the mandate and i think that we should um then you know you should you should probably try to figure out a way to properly enforce it because they they just weren't it got better on saturday or maybe it was sunday like I did notice it anecdotally, it was real bad on Friday, mm. like not consistent at all. But by Saturday, um, the second event that we did on Saturday, maybe it was because it was the big, you know, unknown Gavin event, um, is that they had, I believe, like a dedicated judge court just uh coursing through all the players looking for anybody without a mask oh i didn't see that okay yeah because they did have they had tables they had tables covered in 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 free nice masks Mm -hmm. yep to just have Mm -hmm. yeah so i grabbed a couple myself Mm -hmm. so yeah there was that Mm -hmm. um 
What I else? My other big piece of criticism, and I kind of understand why they don't want to do it. Um, and it, it again, got better from Vegas to this is the location of the main stage. Um, mm-hmm. I still would love the main stage to have its own room, but I get why they don't want to do it because you lose a tremendous amount of foot traffic and people don't know where it is and people won't really seek it out. So I understand, but um, at least if this is the middle ground, I'm okay with it, which is it was in the main hall with all the vendors and the layers and the artists and stuff like that, but it was away from the play space. Yes, that was great. Yeah. That's what uh, it needs to be. It, it was on the other side of the command zone area. So it was because so the way that the, the venue was set up is the main floor upstairs were was command zone um, VIP uh, play area, which was basically always empty. Um, there was the um, merch booth. There was the main stage. There were the vendors, the artists and the layers. And then directly downstairs, basically the mirrored hall downstairs was all the tournament space and all the on-demand play. There were a bunch of rooms um, for free play. So you could just go there and play whatever you want. And the tables were just open and and free to do it. And then as we were talking about earlier, the Pro Tour was up on the third floor in the highest tower, kind of doing their own (laughs) thing, kind of thing like that. So the the setup was really good. Like it was... was I like that because I I remember at um, GP Vegas in 2015, I think it was. I think it was 2015. I don't know. It was one of the Vegas ones. We had a panel. Um, and the main stage there was just in the same big room as everything else. Yeah, which exactly. Meant that, like whenever someone came on with like players yeah. and the whatever sealed it's, event, please. Exactly. And we were just like, it was so loud while we're trying to like mm-hmm. yeah. talk to people in the in these bleachers that they'd put like 20 meters away from us for some reason. Yep. That was bad. So yeah, this was this was definitely better than than that. But yeah, yeah I would I would rather it as a as a performer. I would rather it be like in a separate space. But I understand that they also want to make sure that there's like foot traffic of like, oh, what's going on over there? I'll go watch game nights. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Overall, I had a really good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was okay, awesome. So, so here's my, here's my question to you. Okay. All right. Um. So as we we talked about at the start of the episode, um, we didn't pay to be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here's how much it would have cost to do what you did. Okay. Uh, Ben, mm-hmm. this is going off of the, I believe it's $60 a day base pass. Okay. Nothing else. All okay. right. Uh, Ben, you would have paid $180 US to get in the door, mm-hmm. right? All three of you would, obviously. Right. And then the four events you played in, uh, $65, $65, $60, $35 for a total of 405 USD to get in the door and play in the four events that the you sealed events in. were like a Phyrexia sealed event was 65 bucks. N- no, the, the oh, remastered the remasters were oh, okay. 65, 65. Right. Cause you did two Gavin's event was 60 and the one sealed was 35. Uh, Wheeler, you would have been a little lower cause you only did, you did, um, uh, Phyrexia sealed. You did the Gavin, you did a remastered and you did the boss monster thing on whatever day that was sunday or whatever mm-hmm. yours would have been 360 us dollars and then graham um excluding the draft that you actually did pay for mm-hmm. um because i i assume that was 35 bucks or whatever it was 30 bucks it's 30 bucks so including that yours would have been the same as ben's 405 but without it 375 dollars mm. to just get in the door at 60 bucks a day and then play in those events now 
that doesn't actually cover everything that you you two did specifically ben and wheeler because you i know that oh i think graham actually you played in the command zone once as well mm-hmm. so um oh I, we did play a very the quickest game you of played it very quickly played. but you two played a few games that wouldn't have you wouldn't have been able to get in that area because yeah. that's extra right but there were enough other free play tables that you could have played wherever so sure. yeah yeah, yeah. the The command zone uh, is it's nice having the judges act with like the finding a game, uh, but it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't it need to have those walls. Free. Yeah, yeah. Like, sign- yeah. You, like you could over that weekend just walk in already. Like if you wanted to bypass it, you could. People weren't taking track of that or whatever. But also, they they should just not be there. Yeah. Just like the command zone should just be because people like you don't need that area to play commander and people were playing commander elsewhere. Yeah, so it, it just makes no sense to me. I like having an area specifically for commander with judges on staff to facilitate that and also acting as like a beacon for people to be like, well, commander content creators are more likely to be hanging out in the command zone, but it's just kind of goofy that it's a thing that people still have to pay for. It was such a huge chunk of real estate in the, in the room. It mm-hmm. was absolutely massive. Um, and I saw it like fairly full at times, but not like, like I saw like two thirds of it very full midday Saturday another third and, that never filled up. Yeah. Midday Saturday and like afternoon of Sunday, it was, it was fairly well jam packed, I think um, with tons of room still left over. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm fully on team. There just needs, it should have just, it just should be more free play area. Um, uh, especially if like, I, I don't, I don't see what value you're getting for, um, $60 a day for the actual pass. $60 a day for like, the command zone pass. No, just to get no, in, to get just in. Just to get in. Oh, just to get in the door. Cause like, what are you going to do when you're there? You're going to play events, which all cost money. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to go to vendors or buy merch, which all costs money. Like I, it's, it's a, it's a allowing you to get in the door to pay more money for stuff. I, I think that att- like attendance should the actual attendance, if you want to charge for it should be much cheaper. Yeah. Well, so it's interesting, right? Cause like, I think because people, people will draw the correlation between that and like things like comic con, right. Where, where no. you do have to pay to get into the door for a lot of them. Yeah, not like that has tons and tons of panels exactly so that's the thing that that i was going to say is if they if this is the direction that they're taking there needs to be some other things which i imagine is why you know they're you know reaching out to us to do things and 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 whatnot too right uh you know not not we can't talk about anything obviously but just like and but i mean like inviting content creators opening up uh for content creator badges and stuff like that for people to be there is they're trying to make it feel more like a convention um so things like panels and free things need to be in there that come included with the badge to charge because if there's nothing necessarily besides just getting in the door you can't i don't i don't i don't think it's responsible to 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 charge in that regard i mean it's tricky like it we're, I, we can't sit here and say that it doesn't cost a shit ton of money to put on this event, right? Like when they paid for us to be there. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Rent, like <laughs> renting, renting the space is, is not cheap. And it, the, the problem, however, is that you've got decades of, especially like Grand Prix, um, back in the days of the Grand Prix 2000, you know, the, the mid 2000s, well into the, the late 20 teens, where 
a Grand Prix, which is basically what this is kind of replacing, was free. You didn't yeah. have mm-hmm. to pay to get in the door. The cost was to play. Um, and and here that is no longer the case. And uh, I would love to see. I don't mind if they want to continue to charge outrageous prices for VIP packages, although the absolutely overwhelming general consensus is the VIP packages was wildly overpriced for what you were actually getting. Mm-hmm. But if you, time, could, yeah. if you could bring that package up to a level where people actually feel like they're getting value and people want to spend that money, then great. But like, I would love to see, yeah, the, the event, the event actually to get in to, like half. Yeah. Pardon Magic me, half of have, what it costs now. They've right shown now. that they're willing to spend money and yeah. lots of money yeah. on, well, this hobby no matter how fleeting the thing they are throwing their money at might be. And so, yeah, if they just like focusing on making a weekend out of it rather than just spending a weekend inside these halls or whatever, like yeah. well, there's... stage events or art, more art stuff. I was shocked. Like there was the art gallery yeah. and you had people, you know, you had the artist area um, yeah. and that's where I tend to spend most of my money at these events. But also just, you know, maybe it would have been nice to see um, some having some of the artists doing their live, you know, paintings or altars, like put them in a spot like on stage where or, or have the um, they did one thing with Olivia where it was like the the live painting yeah, yeah, at one of yeah. these previous events, stuff like that. People love seeing that kind of thing. Could benefit from like, yeah, if, if you're looking for panels type type things, um, having a main stage and a stage B mm-hmm. or whatever in another room that, that can host, you know, smaller scale stuff like that. Yeah, I think because to, to, to their credit, I think there is immense value in charging at the door uh, it, for people even who just want to come in and do free play kind of stuff. Right. Because they're the they are they are um, creating a space where people can come in and just jam games with friends and whatnot. Like, and, mm-hmm. and that has to get paid for. I totally, totally understand that. But mm-hmm. it does seem like they are trying to go in the direction of this is going to be a convention with, yeah. you know, tournament stuff in there. Right. So if they continue going in the direction that they are, which is very clearly what's going on, then yes, then I think the, the entrance fee be- makes more and more sense as yeah. it's, as it's going on. And this, yeah. like this one was X amount better than, um, Vegas, Vegas, as you were saying, yeah, and and uh, maybe not X, but th- I'm sure that <clears throat> uh, Minneapolis will be, you know, Y amount better than yeah than, than this, this one. Like, you know, yeah, just learning from new direction. To people, even just talking to some people behind the scenes, you know, how much stuff they want to improve and change and stuff for the next one. I mean, uh, I asked um, because I figured we it would be not the worst to get a couple uh, outsider impressions. I asked on Twitter. Oh yeah, I saw um, that. What what people thought because obviously we could have gone to reddit but jesus no yeah would, no that's would okay, actually. That? so <laughs> i got i got some people posting here so i thought i'd read a few of these because um just to see what people thought so yeah. uh honestly one of the best cons i went to i went to a lot of magic fests and gps because there was so much more to do i think more variety in weekend passes would be good mm. uh, i miss fanatic packages those were the old ones that sort of helped you get a lot more games going and, and oh, drafts yeah. and stuff like right, that right but the improvement to the command zone, staffing, and organization was noticeable and impressive. Solid B plus. Um, I do want to say big shout out to all the judges. Everyone, yeah, was great. they Everyone did, did a great job. So they good, were, yeah. They were working, working their asses off. Yeah, so yeah. Everybody. 
I got significant improvements from Vegas. So this person was also at Vegas, had an amazing time. Pro Tour should have been more prominent, which is something we've talked mm -hmm. about. Stuff like top eight should have been announced and displayed in multiple places. I would go to the next one, but likely skip the VIP unless big changes happen. Mm -hmm. uh, signing up for scheduled events was a terrible experience. So mm -hmm. uh, that sort of jives with a little bit of what I heard, but that sucks so i'm sorry the two hour deadline before events while i understood the reasoning for were annoying to have to deal with other than that event was great um i got the vip for the lounge in case my anxiety acted up that experience felt expensive for what they did i did get to meet you all uh, but few others it felt like maybe setting up an area meant for creator play could avoid the feeling of hunting for people to get a game in with that's a dope um, idea i'd like yeah. that Truly yeah, like awesome. That. Yeah, truly awesome con artists, cosplayers, panels, all amazing. Plenty of space to play right next to the command zone. Only complaint was that the command zone pass, what I got, and the VIP pass offered very little exclusive stuff for their respective crazy prices. Solid A. That's that's one of the big things. Like I feel like um the VIP pass should absolutely be coming with something that you cannot get anywhere else. Yeah. yeah. I don't know mm -hmm. if it necessarily needs to be con specific, but certainly maybe like year specific, like all the magic cons in 2023. If you get the black Lotus VIP, you get this thing. And the only way to get it is by being a VIP <laughs> member. I think that would be kind of cool. Well, there's, um, the, there's the like the mat, I guess, for that one. Like I heard the the deck box, like and and stuff that we kind of got in our our, our thing. Yeah, yeah. Th that I think is specific. I don't know if that's going to be in Minneapolis, but uh, I assume we'll have a different one. Did any yeah. of you get so. arcane signets? Nope. No. So yeah, yeah Krim get... talked about. This. Oh yeah, Apparently, I didn't get that was, either. There was, yeah, there was like an Infinity Gauntlet uh, arcane yeah. signet that we were supposed yeah. to get. No yeah. idea. No idea where that was. And no Sheevan dragons either. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sheevan got given a Sheevan dragon. Yeah, a few people here actually did too. I'll get to them in a second. Oh. Um, uh, being the bell guy for... Okay, this is just a great experience. That's awesome. Uh, it was a great time. There were a lot of good variety and fun events, especially the unknown event was a blast. Getting to meet mm -hmm. most of you uh, and talk with Morrow at the art show were icing on the cake. Oh, nice. Um, I was mostly in the tournament hall playing PTQs, which were run well and felt like GPs for the most part. A few quality of life things I would have liked to see improved. There were no round clocks, no way to know whether an event was close to hitting cap, for instance. Yep. Um, other than that was annoying yeah other than that the event did not really feel all that special given the price point felt like a lot of money to pay to play in a couple small gp like tournaments that being said i'm not really the target audience for add-ons like the command zone or vip packages um this person won a weekend pass and got the shivan dragon so had a great wow. time <laughs> congratulations yeah won the lottery. amazing uh along with this person i spent nearly the whole weekend playing commander and had a blast the command area was handled very well got to meet you guys and got some cards signed and i got this little treasure and they got one of the shivan dragon um secret layer cards for nice. those who are unaware there yeah. was a a like hyper special secret layer air quotes secret lair of 295 yeah they only made 295 of them of an alt art shivan dragon and i don't know all i heard is that like some wizard staff had them and were just kind of like arbitrarily being like here have one mm -hmm. uh and like I, I we talked to two people who got them one of them was one of them was shivan like i mentioned um but like, I we sure didn't. But no idea how that how it was just like yeah, luck of the it, draw. It was basically just 
you were in the right place at the right time. I mean, sh- as yeah. far as I know, Shivam's was get- was gifted to him by somebody who was handed to it. And oh, if okay. you have some you would like to send to us. Yeah. Uh, P.O. Uh, box. I'm trying to catch them all, you see. I would like all 295 in my collection. Uh, yes. Yeah, I collect Shivam uh, uh, dragons. Uh, yeah. So that, yeah. The, that was the... That was the general, uh, that was, that was all the response. There was a few more, but it was more just like, I had a great time because I got to meet you, which is awesome. We we love meeting you you as well, but, um, overall, you know, it seems like the show was genuinely, uh, received very positively by people. Uh, and I, I think that them being that team who put this on, being able to go from Vegas to this, um, is an incredible leap forward. And I think that, um, we should be nothing but optimistic, honestly, about mm-hmm. the future of this event. I mean, it's, you know, it it, it might always just be that it's going to be a pretty pricey thing. And that is the unfortunate fact of the world we live in and things aren't cheap. And this is, you know, we just have to deal with it. But um, I will say, I, I do hope that, you know, we start seeing other events return. We had a few... Um, uh, we had a few command fests last year. I mean, Ben and, and Adam and Nelson and I went down to Bellevue in the summer for a command fest. Uh, and it was a ton of fun. And it was it tiny was compared to this, right? Yeah. Like it, it was it was magnitude smaller than this. But like there's got to be room for both. So I'm I'm hoping that we start seeing those come back as well, because um, it would be great. I know we've got face to face. Is it? Yeah. Face to face is doing all the. Um, uh the sort of the pro tour circuit stuff um in canada so they have their big um event weekend coming up in vancouver next month mm-hmm. um which is which is great and i think that's going to be another thing that sort of you know i pop down for that day. crowd yeah exactly but um you know i i hope that we get more than just you know these four things every year because this is at a level this is just this is, if this is the top tier level then i'd love to see some more smaller stuff as well mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, that was a lot. Yeah. To talk about. I hope you enjoyed listening to that. Um, but yeah, unless anyone has anything else. Oh, there will be a, a vlog. Yes. Oh yeah. Whenever I get around to editing it. I certainly yeah. was I certainly was filming a lot. Boy, am I out of practice. So if you're looking forward to a um a uh uh you know feet awkwardly paced uh <laughs> <laughs> a video then uh yeah <laughs> don't you worry um but yeah uh, whenever i uh because i couldn't get the thing to sync properly to edit on the plane which was annoying mm. but oh well um yeah uh if you're watching on uh youtube paul had a suggestion for a little uh, youtube engagement question what would you what would be your choice of uh sword abilities for the sword of blank and blank mm. leave mm. leave that in the comments um Heck yeah but yeah, uh, until then, um, we will talk to you next time where we'll be looking at some of the previews that they, they because they've since since we last spoke at MagicCon, they previewed some stuff for March of the Machine and they did some early uh, preview stuff for um, Lord of the Rings, which is coming out in the summer and Commander Masters, which is coming out even later in the summer. Um, yeah. So we can talk about some of that, which is pretty exciting. And then I guess in... Probably a few weeks. I think probably for not for obviously for this episode, but I think we'll aim for next episode to open up the nickname. 
um mm. for one because that, that we should get on that before march <laughs> of the machine comes out yeah um so you can look forward to that in the next coming weeks uh as well sweet okay well then uh until then a reminder of course that tap tap is brought to you by cardkingdom.com check out card yep. kingdom for all of your all of your cardboard needs uh and of course the show and everything we do is brought to you by you your kind support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash loading ready run. Uh, until next time, I'm Graham, joined by James. Bye. Ben. Bye. Wheeler. Thank you for having me, Graham. It was great to be here. Paul was running on tech the whole time. Heather gets these online. Thank you all so much for watching or listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye.